Before I begin today's podcast on contraception through the ages, I want to warn you. I will be saying vagina, penis, condom and sperm. A lot. In fact, I won't stop talking about all of those things, seeing as this is an episode about contraception, and it'd be pretty weird if I didn't say those words. Buckle up, history nerds, because today we're going to find out what contraception our ancestors used. I'm Natalie. This is Across the Ages. A 12 to 15,000 year old cave painting in France depicts what some historians claim is the earliest known depiction of a man wearing a condom during sex. To give you a bit of context, Caucasian hunter-gatherers were believed to have expanded to Europe around this time in an era referred to as the Neolithic Age. Humans in the Neolithic Age still used stone tools and weapons, but with some evidence of experimenting with metallurgy. Let's jump ahead 7,000 years and talk about the ancient world. To give you an idea of what was going on in the world by this time, it was the early to middle Bronze Age, depending on where in the world you are. The Chinese have just invented the potter's wheel, the first version of Stonehenge is built, and the Signy rock engravings are created. According to writings by Antonius Liberalis in 150 BC, legend has it that the first use of a condom was that of King Minos of Crete in 3000 BC. Scorpions and snakes are often misrepresented in modern society, but this ancient depiction would raise the eyebrows of the most hardcore snake scaredy cat. His sperm was said to contain scorpions and serpents. His wife popped a goat's bladder in her vagina to protect herself from this spooky sperm that allegedly killed his mistresses. Seeing as this account was written almost 3,000 years after the alleged incident, we can take it with a pinch of salt, or a pinch of the scorpion claw if you will. Condoms have been in use since 3000 BC and were made of a variety of materials. If you head to the imaginary condom market stall at this time, you can expect a choice of animal bladder, intestines, linen or leather. Chinese civilization was way ahead of the rest of the world in condom sophistication and had started using silk paper condoms by 2000 BC that were lubricated with oil. Other ancient forms of contraception were found in ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia as far back as 1850 BC, with papyrus scrolls found recommending various concoctions. By 1850 BC, Stonehenge was now largely as we know it today, the earliest known glass started to appear, and the last woolly mammoth went extinct. There were several different types of contraception around this time, including fumigation, pessaries and caps, condoms and drinkable solutions. Lesson time for those not familiar with the contraceptive pessary. It's a small block placed in the vagina. Oh, that doesn't sound too bad, I hear you say. Wrong. Let me tell you about some of the most delightful pessaries that were used in the ancient world. Let's start with dung, which was used in various forms for the next 3,000 years. Women of Egypt would be acquainted with using dried crocodile dung to act as a barrier. I can't get the thought out of my head of some poor servant clutching a bag being sent to the edge of the River Nile to collect crocodile poo under the intense stare of the reptiles that put it there. In India and Africa, crocodile dung was replaced by that of an elephant. The idea of using dung was that it would soften as it reached body temperature and form an impenetrable barrier. 
So how effective was it? One theory is that dung pessaries have varying levels of effectiveness, but dung is alkaline, which creates a hostile environment for any sperm trying to swim through. Though I wouldn't recommend you try it anytime soon, even if you do have access to elephant poo. For thousands of years, various fruit acids, jellies, pastes and mixes were used to try and create a barrier to impregnation with varying results. The ancient Greeks used honey mixed with other substances such as sodium carbonate. They also used leaves, lemons, sponges and wool. The Ebus Papyrus of 1500 BC gives an account of using fumes of wax and charcoal by sitting astride a burner in the hopes that the fumes would create a hostile environment for the sperm. This would then be followed by a douche to give it a good swill afterwards. Douches prevailed for the next 2,000 years with various instruments that can only be described as tiny bellows created to aid the delivery of this method. Indian women have used a variety of birth control methods since ancient times, including a potion made of powdered palm leaf and red chalk, as well as pessaries made of honey, ghee, rock salt or the seeds of the palasa tree. In both India and Asia, the use of small balls or wads of feathers was not an uncommon practice, and in Sumatra, there's an ancient custom of inserting a small ball of opium which was moulded into the shape of a cup before putting it in place. In 1100 BC, Chinese philosophers advised women to adopt an attitude of passivity during intercourse. The concept that women could control their own fertility as a result of controlling their emotions has originated from very early times. The Chinese gave it the name Kung Fu, and their advice included, at the moment of ejaculation, draw a deep breath and think of other things. Around 1000 BC, the Bronze Age comes to an end, and we start to see the start of the Iron Age. Rice is cultivated in Japan, and Solomon was the king of the ancient Israelites. In this era, early Egyptians used penis protectors against disease and insects. They were made out of linen and were worn to protect themselves from various tropical diseases like bilharzia. This was caused by flatworms that were found in water. For the sanity of the male listeners, I'll spare you the details, but I can confirm that wearing a penis protector while hanging out in a river was a sensible move. Egyptian men also wore these penis protectors as badges of rank and decoration, with colour distinguishing social status. It's so hard to imagine blokes wandering around with their multicoloured wangs hanging out. Think about how weird that seems. You're heading to the Nile to do a spot of fishing and your mate goes, Hey up, who's that? Oh yeah, that's Atom. He's got a blue wang because his grain business has really taken off. To reduce the fertility, ancient Chinese women, usually prostitutes or the concubines of the emperor, drank lead, mercury and arsenic, and possibly all three mixed together. Despite the potential for horrific side effects, from kidney failure to brain damage to death, these women aim to drink enough of these dangerous substances to be unable to conceive, but not enough to get poisoned. Some ancient Greek women also got in on the liquid lead trend, known to cause madness and death. We're going to jump forward another 600 years to Aristotle, who was knocking about being a Greek philosopher in the 4th century BC. By this time in history, the Romans had built their first aqueduct, the Chinese invented the handheld trigger crossbow, and Alexander the Great was busy bringing about the collapse of the Persian Empire. Aristotle recommended applying cedar oil to the womb before intercourse. He apparently had no knowledge of how breeding worked, and he probably recommended this, believing that the oil's smoothness would prevent conception. 
The 1st and 2nd century AD sees the building of Hadrian's Wall across northern England. Queen Boudicca of the Iceni tribe launches a rebellion against the Romans, and the eruption of Mount Vesuvius destroys Pompeii and Herculaneum. A Greek gynaecologist who treated women in ancient Rome wrote that as a man ejaculates, his female partner must hold her breath and draw herself away a little, so that the seed may not be hurled too deep into the cavity of the uterus. And getting up immediately and squatting down, she should induce sneezing and carefully wipe the vagina all round. Not much time for a cuddle after all of that nonsense. Pliny the Elder in AD 57 advocated the use of another imaginative pessary. To avoid pregnancy, a woman must anoint the natural parts with ox gall incorporated in the fat of serpent, verdigris and honey. Verdigris being copper carbonate. According to Sonorus, Greek and Roman women who didn't want to conceive should use a pessary of old olive oil. Sonorous was fairly lax about the recipe to make this primitive spermicide, suggesting that women could use olive oil, honey, cedar resin or balsam tree juice, with or without white lead. He most likely learned about this olive oil contraceptive method from our old pal Aristotle. To try one of Sonorous's other contraceptive methods, get your hand on a pomegranate. Step 1. Grind the inside of a fresh pomegranate peel. Step 2. Add water. Step 3. Up it goes. Ancient Minoans, Egyptians, Romans and Greeks went mad for a plant called Silphium. They used this phenol-like plant to ease bloated stomachs, season their food, perfume their bodies and prevent pregnancy. For six centuries, women drank the plant's heart-shaped seeds and used wool soaked in the juice as a pessary. Silphium, also called laserworts, was valuable and important to the ancient Mediterranean trading economy and Cyrenians even put an image of syphilum seed on their currency. The plant could only be grown in a small area of what is now modern-day Libya. Worth more than its weight in silver in the 1st century AD, over-cultivation of the plant led to its eventual extinction. Let's now hop on forward to the 6th century, where the first documented use of Lurol was noted in China. Artius of Amisa states that a woman who wishes to remain sterile should wear a cat's liver in a tube on the left foot or wear testicles of a cat in a tube around the midriff where it should hang at the belly button. This will not be the first mention of animal testicles in today's episode, so that's something for you to look forward to. Sun Simiao, a Chinese physician from the 7th century, tells us about the thousand of gold contraceptive prescription. Specifically for women who wanted no more kids at all, he said that oil and quicksilver should be heated together once a day and consumed. Can I get you a cup of tea? No thanks, I'll just have some mercury and oil. Cheers, lovely. Non-vaginal intercourse as a contraceptive measure is rarely discussed and I haven't come across it much while researching for this episode, but it appears to have been used in the moque culture of Peru between the 6th and 9th centuries, with some ceramics believing to be depicting anal sex. We're now heading into the 9th century when large-scale Viking attacks on Europe begin. The Chinese invent gunpowder and the medieval warm period begins. Persian physician Muhammad al-Razi describes pessaries using elephant dung, cabbages and pitch used together or alone. Razis of Baghdad also advises that a woman should sit upon the tops of her toes and push at her navel with her thumb, noting that it would help if she smelt foul odours. 
I assume that this would be after copulation, but it's not 100% clear. Let's go to the late Middle Ages. In the 13th century, Arabian pharmacologists advised to take the testicle of a wolf, and it must be the right testicle, rub it with oil, wrap it in wool, and insert it into the vagina. This would cause her to lose desire and lessen the chance of conception. I mean, I don't think I know anyone that might feel amorous after shoving a wolf bollock into the vagina, but you never know with people, do you? Prior to the 15th century in Japan, tortoiseshell and animal horns called kabuta gata were used as condoms. They are also used to conceal male impotence. These literally were just phallic shapes carved out of horn. Were these the first ribbed condoms, I wonder? We're going to have another little time travel and land in the 16th and 17th centuries. Leonardo da Vinci completes the Mona Lisa, the Tudor dynasty rules England and the Taj Mahal is built. In 1564, Gabriello Fallopius recommended a moistened linen sheath for protection against STIs. He was an Italian physician who first wrote about the uses of condoms. In the book De Morbo Gallico, meaning the French disease, he describes his experiment on 1,100 men who wore a linen sheath for protection against syphilis. The sheath had to be fastened by a ribbon and lubricated with spit. Allegedly, the condom protected all the men from contracting syphilis. There's a common theme throughout history of countries blaming ailments on other nationalities. For example, the French associated the condom with the English, calling it an English raincoat. Condoms were initially used for protection against diseases and were not used for pregnancy prevention until 1600. The oldest still existing condom is from 1640 and was found in an old cesspit at Dudley Castle in England. The condom is made out of sheep's intestines. It was reusable and it came with the owner's manual in Latin, which was the universal language at the time. Instructions said men should wash the condom in warm milk to prevent the passing of syphilis. Other charming methods of contraception around this time, including weasel's testicles around the neck, an amulet made of mule earwax, or a bone taken from the right side of an old black cat strapped to your thigh. Physicians also suggested that men who didn't wish to impregnate their partners drink a potion of pulverised animal testicles. Mules were recommended. French women in the 1600s were drinking onion juice, which had to lead to a pretty horrifying encounter for the unlucky bloke involved. Another suggestion at this time advised that the woman should hold her breath at the time of ejaculation or jump backwards seven times after coitus. Imagine being a 17th century teenager just hearing seven bangs followed by a knocked over washing basket coming from upstairs and knowing your parents have been at it again. I just want to take the time to talk about the pull-out method. Now this has literally been recommended since recorded history began. It was recommended by physicians, religious leaders and your mate John down the pub. It has a 70-80% to 80% success rate and has been used across all cultures and is still popular today, despite the risks. You thought that you'd stop hearing about testicles by this point in the podcast, but you'd be wrong. As women in North America between the 16th and 18th centuries sought to prevent conception by soaking dried beaver testicles in a strong solution of moonshine and then knocking it back in one. Whether it was effective method is not recorded, but it certainly kept the beaver population down and the female population drunk. 
Casanova in the 18th century was one of the first reported using condoms to prevent impregnating his mistresses. He was an advocate of condoms and he wrote about them in his famous biography, Story of My Life. He used to blow up the condoms in front of his lady friends to entertain them and check for holes. He also describes the use of a golden ball, just under two centimetres in diameter, that were whacked in before intercourse. He found it an inexpensive method, as he states that the ones he had purchased lasting 15 years. I wonder how he sterilised them while he shared them out among his conquests. It's time to get into your corsets and throw on your bonnets, ladies and gents, because we've made it to Victorian Britain. In 1843, Charles Goodyear of Goodyear Tyres fame invented the rubber condoms, replacing ones made of various cloths and animal skins. In the Victorian era, women used the block pessary, which was a wooden cube with concave sides. The theory was that with a bit of luck and a lot of rummaging around, one of the concave surfaces would fit over the cervix. The device was favoured by the Victorians, but was described in 1931 as an instrument of torture. Metal thimbles were also used at this time, though I could imagine it just floating about up there rather than being big enough to stay in place. In 1909, Richard Richter developed the first IUD device made from silkworm gut, which was further developed and marketed in Germany in the late 1920s. The first birth control pill became available in the 1960s and what is largely seen as the start of the women's liberation movement, which gave women more reliable control over their own bodies. Jorex launched the first website dedicated to condoms in 1997, where you could purchase flavoured and glow-in-the-dark condoms. I've always been fascinated with social history, and within that women in particular. Sex and contraception have long been a taboo subject, but that only serves to spread misinformation, often to the detriment of young women. I was surprised just how many methods there have been across cultures and across the ages, though they all have one thing in common, the desire to separate sex from making babies. Childbirth has killed countless millions of women since ancient times, right up until the 20th century as without the help of modern medical assistance, childbirth is one of the most dangerous times of a woman's life. Thank goodness for modern medicine and modern contraceptives. And that's your lot today, history fans. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Be sure to share with other history nerds if you enjoyed it, and to get a shout-out in a future episode, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Reviews really help the podcast grow, and more importantly, I like to hear people say nice things about me. Five-star reviews this week. Here we go! Miss Sonic says, Brilliant, very professionally produced, great voice, informative, funny, witty, and educational. Brilliantly written too. Would recommend even to people who aren't big on history. KT819AO says, Fab new history podcast with beautiful delivery. Can't wait for the future episodes. And GSA Nut says, It's always nice to hear about something you didn't know. And this was easy to listen to and clearly spoken. That last one is from my dad, but, you know, still counts. <laughs> Thank you to everyone that left me a five-star review last week. I'll be reading them out over the next few episodes, so keep listening. You can contact me on Twitter at underscore across the ages, or you can like my page on Facebook at across the ages pod. Keep an eye out for the next episode where I'll be delving into another topic, across the ages. Across the ages.